0: you has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls and, oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Tuesday night, the 6th of June, the 79th anniversary of D-Day, and we thank all the veterans and the greatest generation of veterans for what they did in that particular moment in time.
1: Absolutely, and there's something important to say about that. You know, so few really are left who took part, yet their legacy does live on forever, and You know, all of us must never forget that if not for their courage and fortitude to press on, the very freedoms we at time take for granted might truly have perished on those bloody beaches. You know, the greatest generation, Craig, must always be not just remembered but honored because, really, the world owes its survival to them.
0: If it wasn't for them... We'd probably all be carrying different passports. A lot I of mean,
1: people wouldn't be alive either. <laughs> you know,
0: it's it's just a fact, folks. We've got an interesting show coming up for you tonight, uh, Diane. You're covering why Desantis, part one. Mm-hmm. I'm covering the cancer, a cancer in the classroom. Okay. Now, I I get this out of the way early because we're going to have only two quick hitters because both of those segments I just mentioned are going to run just a few minutes long, and we want to be able to get this all in uh, in the allotted time. Right. Right. (laughs) Let's start with FBI Director Christopher Wray. As we understand it, he has now until Thursday, so just a couple of days. If he does not turn over documents related to the blackmail uh, and, and Joe Biden, he'll be held in contempt of Congress.
1: Right. What they're actually calling it is a criminal bribery scheme in coordination with a foreign national.
0: Yeah. Now, we, we know a little bit about this. We don't know a lot about it. Um, right. We know it involved, <clears throat> excuse me, that it involved millions of dollars. We know now that it was not Russia. Right. But, but we don't know exactly who it was or what foreign nationals. Maybe there's more than one involved in this. We just don't know. Um, we know that, you know, a, a few weeks ago, Christopher Ray over at the FBI uh, was claiming there was nothing to this and the document didn't exist. Now we understand he claims the document does exist, but he says he won't turn it over to the full Congress only to uh, a couple of chairmen of a couple of committees. Now that's not
1: what the the Congress wants. No, not exactly. But are you, uh, can you guess which nation he might be talking about in this. I have an idea, and it's not, to me, it's not to Ukraine like everybody is rushing to say. I, I think oh, they've dealings China. Well,
0: now, we. I, I heard from uh, Congressman Comer, uh, James Comer, yesterday that it's not China in, well, invol- it's- invol- <laughs> involved in the blackmail.
1: Can you really believe anything that man says either? Well, I I believe Comer.
0: I mean, he's the one pressing to get this. He's actually seen it.
1: Oh, seen it, and he said it's not China?
0: Yeah, he saw it, and he said it's not China. But until this is resolved in Congress, he can't say who it is. Now, I think it might be Romania. Because what we,
1: we does Romania really have to offer.
0: Well, we we know that Romania was in on uh, supplying the Biden family crime syndicate with money. Romania was one of them. China was one of them. Belarus. Uh, Belarus was one of them. I'm I'm just guessing. Belarus, Romania, maybe Romania uh, is at the top of my list. the 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 point of this is they've been sitting on this when i say they i mean the fbi they've been sitting on this for 3 years doing nothing that's true you know the document in question is dated 2020 and you know here it is now 2023 the fbi has been aware of this the uh, the whistleblower is from the fbi And not only is this document something that the whistleblower got his hands on, his or her hands on, this is a document that was actually prepared by
1: the FBI. By the FBI. Well, here's two other possibilities. Kind of outside the box, but it's stuff that people are not talking about. Apparently, Daryl Hunter had business dealing with Kazakhstan, okay. and are you ready for this with Russia?
0: Well, but again, we're being told this isn't Russia by somebody who's actually seen the document. Well, you know, uh, which which is you know, I, and my first guess would have been Russia, but well, no, we're we're hearing it's not China. So yeah, it could be Russia, it could be Belarus, it could be Kazakhstan, it could be Romania. I mean, spin the wheel of misfortune and let's see where it lands. Now, the question is, Diane, do you think we're going to get this document by Thursday?
1: No. I don't yeah. think he's going to give it I don't think he's going to give it up. Because there's too many that can fall along with the Bidens.
0: Yeah, it's going to implement a lot of, or, you know, incriminate a lot of people, I think.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the more I'm looking at certain things, apparently, Kazakhstan, Hunter Biden made a very expensive um car purchase through them using funds from the Rosemont Seneca Foundation. Um, And he wired, he actually wired $142,300 from Kazakhstan to this fund to get this car. It's a whole big thing and the funds came, are you ready for this, from a Singapore company controlled by Kazakhstan. i mean this wow hunter biden had his hands all over that part of of europe of europe yeah and for what
0: i mean the guy has no uh, ability to do any business there i mean this was solely pay to play right so somebody bribed joe biden when he was the vp
1: well that's why i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna stand by my words joe biden was the big guy in texts only joe biden was not the big guy well he he was the big guy was in my opinion
0: yeah he was the straw man he was the big guy that was getting the bulk of the money right okay biden was but you know that's that's what it is so we'll keep an eye on this and obviously we'll have an update for you on friday's show because by then
1: we'll know either way if the document was given up or it wasn't but i i'm going to stand by if there is any tie anywhere even a rummage of a tie to obama It's not going to be released.
0: I I fully agree with you. Now, in the second quick hitter, this is interesting. Is or is not the U.S. government collecting UFOs?
1: I think they've been collecting it since, um, you know, the 40s.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You and I haven't talked about this, but no. I think since Roswell, 1947, 1948, we've been right. collecting UFOs. There's a military whistleblower now that says mm-hmm. the U.S. government has been collecting UFOs, fragments of UFOs, and in some cases, intact UFOs.
1: I don't doubt it. And there's just, too much revolving around Roswell. That's the one most of us are familiar about. If nothing happened, like they claim, and there's nothing there, why is that place still off-limits territory?
0: Well, I mean, Area 51 is there. And, that's you know, what that's I mean.
1: A, why is it still off-limits?
0: Well, because they do a lot of top-secret... Uh, you know, yeah. research and mm-hmm. development. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. right.
1: Use your air quotes on that one, folks.
0: You know, you there, there's, a, there's a line in the sand, literally. There's a fence. And if mm-hmm. you get near that fence, you don't even have to sneak across the fence. If you get near the fence, security comes down and chases you away immediately. Yeah,
1: there's something wrong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's something there they don't want anybody to know about. You know, there's Area 51, there's Groom Lake, there's uh, a a setup in Ohio, uh, of Mm -hmm. all places. And I think UFO parts, fragments, and intact craft are being kept in various places around the country. Um, I think there's too much evidence to think otherwise.
1: If there is intact craft, you know, if they've got a whole UFO... Guess what's inside the UFO? Well, some
0: of these may have been manned. Use your air quotes. You know, they mm-hmm. may have had occupants of some sort. Some mm-hmm. of them may have been unoccupied. We don't know. But I like that. My I guess is that. they've got UFOs and they've got what used to be occupants of UFOs. Right.
1: And that, and and a reason the truth will never come out is that will shake up the whole religious world and their belief that we are all that there is
0: you know i could understand it back in the 50s when they wouldn't release stuff like this because i don't think the general populace uh was ready for it you think about it back in the 50s we hadn't even had a man in space
1: not okay. only that, everything was concerned about the Cold War about that time right. and Russia and bomb shelters. There were other things to occupy people's minds.
0: Yeah, that's true. But now, you know, space travel is something we're all used to. You know, we've right. seen it, uh, you know, for the last half century, actually more than that. And, you know, the, the idea of keeping this stuff secret to protect people, I think is ridiculous at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, you you got to go back through history and the whole concept of U.S. foes, and you have to then start thinking about things happening all over our world at the time between people that had no contact whatsoever with each other, yet things were the same. It has to start raising a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, I mean, a thinking person... Uh, would look at that and go that's not a coincidence right you know and someday someday you and i maybe on a friday show are going to do a whole show on that topic absolutely you know so we'll have that coming up yeah in in the near future at some point but that's all the time we have for quick hitters tonight because we've got two slightly longer segments coming up um, before we get to the top in the next hour, I'll be talking about a cancer in the classroom but when we come back from this what would be the bottom of the hour break, but our first break uh, of the evening, Diane, you've got it with Why DeSantis Part 1 so Why folks, DeSantis 2024 part, part, one. part 1 Stay tuned, there's plenty more to come on Right Side Patriots after this You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet.
1: You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from the Patriot Factor on the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to
0: Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sory at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and you got your pick, including this very show. All right, Diane, so we are in the midst of the heating up battle for 2024. And really, this looks like a two-man race when you get right down to it. Uh, As far as the Republican nomination is concerned. So you've taken this on with Why DeSantis 2024,
1: Part 1. Yes, and let's start with this quote. He's definitely smarter and better than both Trump and Biden. That was said by John Stossel. He's a libertarian journalist, author, and commentator when he compared Ron DeSantis to Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I'll start by saying, while most will say that Stossel's words are not a far leap where Biden is concerned, it does say a lot when comparing former President Donald J. Trump to the very man he now politically fears most, as in recently declared presidential candidate, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And why are those words so biting? Because a libertarian of name has favored a true conservative Republican over the man whose followers, the only Trumpers, blindly worship while salivating over his each and every word. And of late, Trump's words spoken are not about future policy plans if elected, nor about any key issues in general. For it seems the concerns of we the people have been relegated to second place, as Trump now spends most of his time and large sums of campaign monies focusing on bad-mouthing the very man he once called friend. And why? Simply because Governor DeSantis had the audacity to run for the Republican nomination that Trump's ego assured was his alone for the taking. Now, before I go any further, let me assure my readers that I truly believe Trump was a great president, who I will once again vote for, as I did in 2016 and 2020, if and only if he garners the Republican nomination. Under President Trump, our economy soared, our job numbers were great, our border was mostly kept in check. We were energy independent, and America was respected on the world stage. And while Trump was president, American exceptionalism was something we all took pride in. But one must not forget that Trump did make a few key mistakes, not in regards to his policies, but in regards to certain cabinet picks who have, to some degree, tainted his presidency. For me, former National Security Advisors General H.R. McMaster and John Bolton immediately comes to mind. And with the Democrats fixated on the man who denied their self-anointed demigod Hillary Clinton her time in office, hence Obama's third term in office, their constructing of lies, innuendos, and a maliciously manufactured dossier coupled with Trump's personal scandals caused him, at times, to lose focus on the job at hand. And while most of the Democrats' nonsense has been proven to be false, thank you, John Durham, know that the Democrats will continue on in their quest to destroy President Trump, whether he be elected in 2024 or not, for in their minds, they owe it to both Hillary and Obama, and possibly George Soros, too. And know that the Democrats will indeed levy brand new accusations, fabricated lies replete with all ducks in a row against President Trump, which will taint not just the nomination process, but will continue on, especially if Trump was to beat Biden. And while it is more likely that Biden will beat Trump, courtesy of still ongoing voter irregularities, fraud, if you will, Craig, the fact remains that the Republicans, for whatever reason, seem unable to fix said irregularities before the 2024 election, which does serve the Democrats well, for it's the irregularities that help keep the Democrats in power.
0: Now, I know the only Trumpers aren't going to believe a word of this, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you see as the most likely scenario if Trump does win in 2024 if he gets the nomination and wins the general election what is the most likely scenario
1: well i think if trump were to retake the white house he would remain sidetracked by what the democrats throw at him including more phony sexual dalliances that never happened plus the fact whether the only trumpers like it or not that trump would be entering office as a republican lame duck president who could legally only serve one term in office and this fact alone is not what our country needs for a one term president rarely gets all he wants to accomplish done especially if he especially if he does not see both houses of congress in republican hands and while in 2024 we might keep the house the Senate is dubious at best. What with the draw of Trump not really having helped most of his Senate-endorsed candidates win in last year's midterm election, which could well happen again in 2024. Clearly, Trump does carry way too much baggage, both political and personal, heading into 2024, especially with upcoming charges soon to be levied against him, not only by Georgia voting officials regarding his possible 2020 election result tampering, but also charges regarding his supposed misappropriating of classified documents upon leaving office. And don't forget the Democrats' claim of Trump's calling for insurrection still being believed by way too many gullible folks. Never mind that the release of the January 6th tapes does prove this to be quite contrary. No, as good as Trump was as president especially with his having to face on a daily basis the enemies within, the political baggage he still carries, including the latest allegations regarding his taped golf course conversation, is not something our country needs to deal with right now as we head into 2024. And while I truly believe said baggage was not and is not of Trump's doing, it's unwanted baggage nevertheless, with baggage now morphing into different modes of revenge, with one being his nasty and childish style of campaigning against any Republican who dares to seek the nomination, a complication blocking his road to revenge. Sadly, Trump has put his ego and his overwhelming need for revenge before who and what is best for our country in these most dangerous of times. But here, once again, please note that if Trump does garner the Republican nomination, I will vote for him as no Democrat running for president will ever get my vote. Simply, I believe that the time has come for the next generation of leaders to take over. For the problems we face here at home and the adversaries we face overseas would best be handled by those whose very future depends on what actions are taken now and by whom. And, Craig... While the greatest generation and even some baby boomers have comprised some of our greatest leaders, their time and style of leadership must come to an end, for wise men know that while with age usually comes wisdom, sometimes age itself tends to signal cognitive decline alone
0: you know anybody that's running for such a high office needs to have their priorities in line they need to have them in the right order Mm -hmm. are we seeing uh those priorities from president trump in the right order or is he focusing on things that he ought not to be focusing on right now
1: well let's put it this way While said decline is obvious in Joe Biden, I see certain words spoken and actions taken that I hope never to see in President Trump. A baby boomer himself, Trump now focuses not on the problems we Americans face, but solely on stopping Ron DeSantis from garnering the nomination. Trump is fixated on DeSantis to such a degree that some Republicans and many independents are beginning to wonder if Trump himself is not showing any signs of early cognitive decline. Ego is one thing, but acting as if the nomination is owed you to make up for 2020 is an entirely different matter. Wise men move on from defeat, no matter how said defeat came about something Trump refuses to do, and with ego being his driving force, no option is off the table, not even the breaking of Reagan's 11th commandment, not to speak ill of one's fellow Republicans. And with revenge, driving ambition, common sense, logic, and doing what's right gets lost in a shuffle of emotions where one does not think clearly and chooses wrong over right. Four more years with Trump as president, a lame duck one at that, could actually hurt our country to a greater degree than a re-elected Joe Biden would. For the odds, Craig, would be against us retaking the White House come 2028, and for many years thereafter.
0: You know, you look at the situation as it stands right now, And you've got to be forward-thinking. You've got to look down the road. You've got to take the future into account. And this is something it doesn't seem like President Trump is doing.
1: I mean, this is all about the numbers, right? Right. Well, you also have to remember those rumored to be on Trump's VP list are as divisive and mouthy as he is. What's needed, especially now, is a cool-headed leader who could win against Biden, keep the White House in Republican hands for eight years, and then another eight years with the right VP choice. We're talking 16 years and possibly more of responsible Republican leadership as opposed to four years of revenge-seeking, scandal-ridden Trump. And for me, the only man who can set that ball rolling is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, especially if he were to pick Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Christine Nome, or thinking outside the box, as in Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, as his VP running mate. And why DeSantis? Because under DeSantis' leadership, the Free State of Florida the state where wokeism goes to die, the state where education is actually a top priority, where the economy is booming and where jobs are plentiful for those willing to work, says all one needs to know. Simply, DeSantis' style of leadership, coupled with his military background, which I personally believe every president should have, is exactly what our country needs, especially right now. And it started during the pandemic when Florida, under DeSantis' leadership, opened fairly quickly while President Trump continued to be played by Dr. Fauci into keeping our country locked down. In fact, Governor DeSantis was one of the first in the nation to reopen his state schools and businesses while at the same time banning now proven to be irrational mask mandates and he also gave we Floridians the freedom to choose for ourselves whether we wanted to roll up our sleeves to get jabbed and boosted or not. My choice was no jab or boosters for me, and to this day, I proudly remain COVID-free. In other words, Governor DeSantis saw through Fauci's decidedly political agenda and acting accordingly by using common sense and logic. Sadly, President Trump did not. Also regarding education, Florida's public schools saw the Parental Rights in Education Act becoming law, a law which had Governor DeSantis rightfully banning not only the teaching of sex to young children, but saw no drag queen story hours being allowed in our Florida public schools, nor classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity, which, Craig, he rightfully deemed inappropriate for the schools, choosing instead to rightfully, quote, leave that to parents to discuss.
0: You know, that aspect of education is just one of the aspects that Governor mm-hmm. DeSantis took on Uh, as the governor of Florida, he also took on CRT, didn't he?
1: Right. Well, thanks to Governor DeSantis, not only is the hateful, guilt-ridden rhetoric known as critical race theory no longer being taught in Florida's public schools, but DeSantis gave parents the all-important right to choose which school they want their children to attend In fact, thanks to our governor's educational policies, Florida now leads the nation in school choice by offering parents $8,000 scholarship, if so needed, that they can use to send their children to the school of their choice. But to date, no word from Trump on his plans for much needed education reform, if he has any plans at all, for he's too busy slamming the record of the man whom he considers his biggest political rival with some of his biggest money backers now supporting Governor DeSantis instead. And I have a video embedded in the article of the top donor, and it'll surprise you folks, who has left Trump's camp to go into DeSantis's. And so Trump's ego has chosen to ignore, make light of, or simply lie about the fact that Ron DeSantis did indeed cut Florida state government fluff spending to such a degree that it led to the largest budget surplus in Florida history, a surplus which greatly helped with DeSantis's hands-on recovery efforts after Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. Also, Trump outright lied that on DeSantis' Law and Order Watch that Florida's crime rate rose when the truth is that thanks to DeSantis' said rate now stands at a 50-year low thanks to his putting laws and policies in place that prevented local governments from, quote, defending the police. But to me, two of the worst of Trump's anti-DeSantis rhetoric involves First, his publicly stating what I consider to be defamatory words that, quote, DeSantis is to blame for Disney becoming woke and disgusting, end quote. Hypocrite, thy name is Donald Trump, for he spewed those words only after DeSantis officially entered the race, even knowing that DeSantis has been at odds with Disney for quite some time. So why those words? In my opinion, to garner support from the left side of the political aisle, for Trump knows well that Disney only went woke to appease and play up to their woke money backers and lenders. And the second of Trump's anti-dissentist rhetoric actually has me seething, for Donald Trump actually had the audacity to say that, quote, even Cuomo did a better job than DeSantis on COVID-19, end quote. So according to Trump, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the man whose COVID response will forever be linked to his infamous nursing home scandal, did a better job handling the pandemic than did Governor DeSantis, the man who kept Florida open and free and gave we residents the choice as to vaccine booster up or not. And now Cuomo is singing Trump's praises. How sickening is that? Donald Trump. The man who bought into Fauci's lies and rushed to market a vaccine, a vaccine that in some instances has proven to do way more harm than good, has with many recent statements proven that his ego driven need for revenge, especially against any who dare to challenge or contradict him, is an enemy more dangerous to him than Biden is to America. Just ask his former press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, who Trump recently called a milk toast. And Trump spelt that wrong, by the way, because she reported that he had a 25 percent, not 34 percent lead over DeSantis in one particular poll. And Trump's response, quote, the rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox followers, Fox News should only use real stars. Or so, says the most ungrateful, hypocritical, ego-driven, revenge-seeking, narcissistic to ever run for the office of president of these United States. Simply, the man Trump was in 2016 is not the... The same man he is today, and his MAGA slogan is in desperate need of an update to MTGA, as in, make Trump great again. After all, Trump is America's only acceptable savior in the minds, in his mind, and in the mind of only Trumpers alone. Case closed.
0: Now, this was part one, so Mm -hmm. that tells me, being a a person with at least two working brain cells, there's going to be a part two?
1: Yeah, and in part two, I will explain why Donald Trump cannot win against Biden, even if the election is clean and no voter irregularities or fraud is committed. And the reason why, guys, is going to surprise you.
0: You know, it's, uh, it's an interesting situation, and you've got uh, several videos that you've embedded in this particular op-ed. Mm-hmm. And by the way, folks, you can find the op-ed, part one and part two next week, uh, at Diane's uh, site, thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com. Now, one of the things that, that we need to talk about here uh, as we discuss this op-ed is that DeSantis is not leaving these these uh, bombastic claims by Trump uh, just sitting there laying there, uh, you know, doing no. nothing about him. And, and here's something that I find very interesting: <clears throat> Trump, who for four years, four years plus, because now it's you know been a few years since, he railed against people making up stuff about him, and now he right. seems to be making up stuff about Ron DeSantis.
1: Yeah, in fact, I have um, four videos embedded in this article. The first is about the big mega mon- uh, money donor who has gone from Trump to DeSantis, and he gives his reasons why. The second video I have embedded in here has to do with those lies you were just talking about. Um, when in reality, when you hear the whole video, you're going to come to the same re- uh, revelation as the man who conducted the interview that Trump is the one that actually has gone woke and to the left. And a reason he says that is, have you heard Trump say any anything negative about this woke education, sexual education in public schools? No. Has he come out against the role-playing, the game-playing that is transgenderism? No. He has taken no stand whatsoever on those issues. Number three is Trump unleashing on DeSantis, calling him a fool for the way he handled the COVID response. And in this video, he praises Cuomo, the man who, under his watch, thousands upon thousands of nursing home residents died of COVID because of him. Why he's not brought up on murder charges is beyond me. And the last video is Governor DeSantis's response to Trump. And if you hear him speak, and then play a video of Trump, and you cannot see the difference between a man that acts presidential and speaks with facts, clarity, and dignity against an ego-driven man who's solely out for revenge, then there's something wrong with you. DeSantis quotes the numbers. He talks about how Florida crime rates have gone down under his policies. He talks... Basically about everything Trump has accused him of and there's a back and forth between, you know, what Trump says and then what this interview says. And really, guys, you gotta get out of Trump's butt and listen to a man that makes sense.
0: Now, since you posted this up yesterday
1: mm-hmm. on on your
0: site thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com and by the way rspradio1.com
1: the and it's on- been picked up and Craig it's been picked up from some online news sites yep uh, since you posted this
0: you've been called everything except late for dinner by the only <laughs> Trumpers
1: yes and some of the only Trumpers I know personally have been friends with for years and I'm like the devil incarnate Because I'm not kissing Trump's butt. No matter how many times I say I will vote for him if he gets the nomination, they completely gloss over that.
0: Well, of course they do, because you're not slobbering over Trump. I mean, you know, you bring up some really good points uh, in this op-ed, and one of them is what I was talking about uh, just a few minutes ago, is the numbers. It's a numbers game. Okay? Now, you know, the only Trumpers are the only numbers they're concerned about are the numbers that it takes to win the nomination and the numbers it takes to win the general election. But the right. numbers that really matter are the numbers down the road. How many years can can Trump or his you know, whoever his VP choice is going to be, and I think it's gonna be Kerry Lake, but how many years can they control the White House? Like you said, Trump is one and done. At this right. point, he, he goes in as a lame
1: duck. But if, if, he picks, go ahead. Well, if he picks someone like Carrie Lake, she's as divisive and mouthy as he is. Right. The country going through another four years of Trump and the scandals and the baggage and the lies and him having to go to court and do this and do that and then having her, they're not going to go for it. We will then lose the White House in 2028, and maybe for a generation after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a numbers game. you got to look to the future. Yes. If we get a Ron DeSantis in there, and he picks a really good VP to run with him, mm-hmm. then, then, like you said, we could be looking at 16 years. now Or more. Or more. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the other thing that, that people have got to remember. I, I don't care for people like Mitch McConnell uh, right. you know, in, in the Senate. Um, and we've got a number of those rhinos in the House as well. I, yeah, I, I'm not any big fan of theirs, right? I'd like to see them right. out. Um, right. but, but here's the thing. If you've got four more years of President Trump at this point, with all the baggage that you point out in this particular op-ed, those people in the Senate are not going to want to work with him. They're not going to want to get on that train. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. then you've got a stalemate. E- even if we take the Senate and we hold the House, you've still got a stalemate because the, the the ilk of Mitch McConnell's that are in Congress don't want to work with Trump. They don't want anything to do with him.
1: Right. Well, it goes even a little further than that. One of the lies that's going around by the only Trumpers is that Ron DeSantis is supported by the establishment and they oh, named Mitch on. McConnell and uh, assorted others. Well, guess what, folks? Those assorted others also supported Trump and Trump supported them. Trump endorsed McConnell when he ran. He said, Oh, yes, he'll be good. You should, they should vote for him. Every single one of the ones they're accusing of supporting Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, have not come out and said anything to any effect, also supported Trump. And Trump supported them. That's a great and Trump point. Trump supported them. You know, just because they tag the word establishment on somebody doesn't mean they are establishment. And guess what? Not everything establishment is wrong or bad or evil.
0: Yeah, I'm no fan of the establishment, believe me, I've written about it. Uh, I've railed against the uh, the Washington establishment, the the Republican establishment. But but one fact remains th- that you know, these only trumpers They can argue against it. They can spit and and gnash their teeth and wad up their panties over it. But the the fact remains, those people in the Senate and in the House, those rhinos, those establishment members, (laughs) they're not going to work with Trump. They're not going to work with that agenda. They just won't. And they're going to find every reason to thwart that agenda that they can because they don't like Trump. However, if you put somebody in there that they don't have their panties wadded up over, Ron DeSantis, for instance, and Ron DeSantis' policies work, we know that because we can look at the the recent history of Florida and see the remarkable job that Ron DeSantis has done as the governor of Florida— if Ron DeSantis puts forward workable, common sense and and conservative, you know, I'll say it, conservative agenda points, you're going to get Trump, you're going to get some of those establishment people working with him, not against him.
1: Well, let me say something also about Trump. For most of his life, he was a Democrat. He flitted back and forth between Democrat and and Republican at times, but for the majority of his life, he was a Democrat. He became a Republican to run. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, one of our greatest presidents, Ronald Reagan, was a Democrat who became a Republican. There's nothing wrong with that. But the one thing Trump never was is a conservative.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, his history, um, when DeSantis signed into law in Florida, the heartbeat law. And that heartbeat law has exceptions, contrary to what the only Trumpers are spewing out. There is exceptions for life of the mother, for rape and incest. Whether those only Trumpers want to believe that or not. There they are. Okay, Trump had the audacity to say on the air and you can find it in youtube videos everywhere guys that he is too strict with that law here it is it is every conservative's dream every conservative who believes life begins at conception you got that here in florida and here you have trump who's running for president claiming he's a conservative saying that's too strict
0: yeah i know it doesn't really make sense i mean you you look at the big picture of it and it just doesn't make sense now i don't want to give away stuff that's coming up in part two no it's
1: it's surprising some you know it's
0: it's, okay. know, it. it's yeah it's, yeah, so, yeah because i've i've had it part two isn't finished yet but i've had a sneak peek yeah okay Um, So I kind of know the the direction it's going, and I don't want to give stuff away uh, that's going to come out and and surprise people in part two. But I will just say this. It seems to me that nobody loves the only Trumpers, or I, I should, let me put it this way. The only people that love the only Trumpers more than Donald Trump himself are the liberals. Yes. Now, don't give it away. There's reasons for uh, that, folks. Yeah, I'm stopping right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that. There's
1: reasons for that.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's a weird conundrum. Now, yeah. uh, with, without going too deep in the weeds, can you even mention some of the things you've been called by the only Trumper since you put this article out yesterday?
1: Well, if I said some of it, I'd have my mouth washed out with soap. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is that bad from some of them, including some who call themselves, you know, personal friends. So it is that bad, folks. But yet others are saying I'm 100% right the Trump cannot be president again. We're behind DeSantis and and the one lie that's going around that I'm going to put an end to right here and now. Ron DeSantis will still be governor of this state as he conducts his campaign. Right. If he was to win the White House in 2024, Janet Nunes would take the reins of power over from DeSantis until the next election. Janet Nunes is as good as Ron DeSantis. That's why she is his lieutenant governor. Plus, he will be here in Florida for every important thing that this the um, Senate and House sessions need. If any major things happen here, another hurricane or whatever, he will be here in Florida. The man is smart enough to be able to do two things at one time, Trump only can focus on revenge, revenge, revenge. Well, and that's, that's the not only Trumpers. That's what we need as in a president.
0: Yeah, and that's the only Trumpers, too. I mean, that's their only focus as well. Right. I mean, they take their cue uh, from Donald Trump himself. Now, liberals and some of the only Trumpers have recently taken to attacking Casey DeSantis. Yes,
1: that is the lowest as you can go, including her fight with breast cancer. You cannot get any lower than that.
0: Now, they've accused Casey DeSantis of being Ron DeSantis's puppet master, Yeah, um, yeah. which, which no. I, I, I just see as ridiculous. The other thing that came out a couple of days ago is they're now calling Casey DeSantis the Walmart millennia.
1: Yeah. Uh, I,
0: you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I think Melania Trump is a, a very classy woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love millennia Trump. Now okay. I don't know Casey DeSantis as well as somebody who lives in Florida because I don't get to see right. Casey DeSantis that often. But every time I've seen her, she's 100% class
1: too. Okay, the difference is, think about this, folks. Casey DeSantis, she is a cancer survivor who went through hell to get into a remission the second time, and it's taking. She is out there every step of the way with Ron DeSantis, supporting him, doing whatever is needed, meeting the people doing whatever's asked of her while raising her three young children. Millennia Trump is nowhere to be seen. She's not campaigning with Trump. She's told him off a few times, and you can look that up online. We won't go into that. She's nowhere to be seen. Ivanka has walked away from the campaign. Who do you see except... um, Donald Trump Jr., who himself is going a little off off his rocker um, to attack Casey is about as low as you can go
0: yeah I mean i yeah from what i 've seen of Casey DeSantis, I think she 'd make an absolutely extraordinary first lady absolutely i mean that's would. just that 's just my thought. Look, Mm -hmm. folks, you can find Diane's op-ed, Why DeSantis 2024 Part 1, in two different places. You can either go to Diane's blog at thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, or you can go to rspradio1.com. Either place, you can find that op-ed, and you can stand by anxiously awaiting next week's Part 2 at either place, but share the link once you get it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'll be prepared for even more attacks, but I can handle them, folks.
0: <laughs> they're they're coming. Trust us, folks. We got to take our second break of the show, and when we come back, I'll be talking about a cancer in the classroom. Stand by. There's more right side patriots after this.
1: Hey guys, Diane sorry from the Patriot Factor on the where I found a home base 7 years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com. You're listening to Right Side
0: Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense, and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of right-side patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet.
1: You're listening to RSPRadio1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. And if you miss any part of tonight's show, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button, and you've got your choice. This show or all the others? Yes. All right. So you mentioned in your op-ed about uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, record on education, which is, by the way, mm-hmm. exceptional. Um mm-hmm. But education in this country is in a lot of trouble.
1: A lot.
0: And uh, so I decided to take that on this week with a commentary entitled, A Cancer in the Classroom. Now, I believe that we can trace the rot and ruin of our nation's education system back to a remark made in 1995 by the future U.S. Attorney General, Eric Holder. At least that's when we should have become aware of the liberal plan and started to take steps against it. In 1995, Eric Holder, then a U.S. attorney, was speaking about gun violence, which any thinking person knows is violence committed by the criminal elements of our society with guns. But that was wasn't then nor is it today what liberal marxists want you to believe they want you to believe that the gun rather than the person holding the gun is responsible understanding that most people are either reasonable or smart enough to know that guns do not operate themselves holder in his comments said and i quote We just have to be repetitive about this. It's not enough to have a catchy ad on Monday and then only do it every Monday. We have to do this every day of the week and just really brainwash people into thinking about guns in a vastly different way. A year later, in 1996, Hillary Clinton wrote a book proclaiming that it takes a village to raise a child. And as you will soon see, that village to which she was referring is the liberal Marxist agenda. The agenda became when facts get in the way, simply brainwash people into not believing the facts and instead get them to believe in make-believe. What we're seeing in our nation's schools today is the up-trickle of that brainwashing agenda. There can be no more of an impressionable demographic than children, and our system of education in the hands of liberal Marxists has become a system of indoctrination. And to achieve the goal, we now have indoctrinators brainwashing children to believe absolute nonsense where gender is concerned. Educating children, Diane, is no longer the goal of our nation's schools, school administrators, school boards, or teachers. Obviously, science no longer matters as schools across the country are brainwashing children to believe in make-believe where gender is concerned.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the liberals actually go against everything involving true education, they would rather have education be all about a social agenda than it to be about the basics of reading, writing, math, science, American history, etc. They are more concerned about being woke than what's being taught.
0: Isn't that the truth? And as parents wake up to the woke reality of the liberal Marxist agenda being perpetrated against children in what used to be schools, the liberal Marxists are becoming desperate to hold on to their power over the people's children. A couple of weeks ago, liberal North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper declared a state of emergency. In the attempt to prevent a school choice bill from passing in his state's legislature, a state of emergency. Make no mistake, what Cooper was doing in that speech was trying to brainwash people into believing that under the Republican school choice plan, his state's education system would be ruined. That's the make-believe version. The reality is that under the Republican school choice plan, indoctrination centers in his state would lose their monopolistic hold over power to brainwash children rather than educate children. Cooper said that if Republicans had their way, the State Board of Education would be replaced by political hacks. Again, that's the make-believe version. The reality is that political hacks would be replaced by educators. Now, I could pick apart Cooper's entire statement line by line, but you get the idea. The true irony of it is that the very party that sheds crocodile tears about our Democracy being under attack is quick to resort to a subversion of democracy in order to supposedly preserve our democracy. North Carolina's elected Republican-majority legislature responded to the will of the people to pass sweeping reforms that will allow the state to fund charter schools as they do public indoctrination centers and allow for an opportunity scholarship program providing vouchers to lower- and middle-income students so that students, upon the choice of parents, can attend schools that focus on education over indoctrination. So abhorrent to the liberal agenda is school choice that Roy Cooper declared a state of emergency, allowing him, on behalf of the indoctrination and brainwashing agenda of his party, to to subvert the will of the people of his state and halt the reforms that would actually benefit children. And by the way, Governor Cooper's own children attend a private school. Mm -hmm. Diane, you have to wonder, exactly how pervasive is the desperation of liberal Marxists when it comes to
1: indoctrination? Well, you know, it goes through the whole country, everything that's going on but one thing i think that a lot of people forget you brought up a very good point about eric holder but there's another key um example of where this indoctrination started and i can sum it up in two words common core
0: yeah i mean that that pervasive nonsense is ridiculous and that
1: was part of the indoctrination
0: common core led to crt which has led to the woke agenda in Mm -hmm. schools i mean you can trace it right back and it's not just liberal blue states and blue cities either up in north dakota parents are rightly fuming at the school board in fargo north dakota after finding out that the indoctrination centers there are actively hiding from parents their children's quote-unquote preferred gender identities a week ago fargo public schools publicly announced that they would defy republican governor doug Burgum's law that bans such actions in the classroom science be damned The Fargo Public School Board, along with so many other such liberal Marxist entities across the nation, says they will allow minors to decide what gender they are as part of the liberal Marxist gender circus. That agenda has teachers brainwashing children as young as kindergartners into believing make-believe regarding their gender and hiding it in an effort to subvert not only science, but the children's own parents because they know full well that parents with common sense can upend the brainwashing agenda. Just a few weeks ago, Joe Biden was muttering through a White House speech when he said, quote, there is no such thing as someone else's child, unquote. He then added, quote, our nation's children are all our children, unquote. In other words, listen up, parents. Your kids belong to the government, and more specifically, to the liberal Marxist machine, so shut the hell up and let us brainwash and indoctrinate your kids into being good little members of the liberal Borg. Resistance is futile. (laughs) The desperation of the liberal Marxist machine as they start to lose control and power over children is also evident, Diane. In the speed with which they are now foisting upon our country, the brainwashed students from our asylums of higher indoctrination.
1: Yeah, and sometimes they do it in a kind of roundabout way, including using students who are graduating who can further who have bought into the whole indoctrination nonsense who can further perpetrate that not you know that indoctrination to the next generation
0: well last week in the deep blue city university of new york law school their graduation featured a speaker a graduating brainwashed indoctrity who called for, quote, revolution to challenge oppressive institutions in America, unquote. Fatima Musa Muhammad, most likely not a fan of the U.S., who was born in Yemen, said, and I quote, I chose Cunny School of Law for its articulated mission as one of the few legal institutions to recognize that the law is a manifestation of white supremacy that continues to oppress and suppress people in this nation and around the world. She then said, and I quote again, the joy and excitement that fills the auditorium may it be the fuel for the fight against capitalism, racism, imperialism, and Zionism around the world. Unquote. This is exactly what you get when you indoctrinate and brainwash kids into the liberal Marxist agenda. Future attorneys who will practice the law with the agenda of destroying the rule of law. Is she alone in her call for revolution? Certainly not. Also, roughly a week ago, Tim Hernandez, a teacher at Aurora West Preparatory Academy in the Aurora Public School District of Colorado, said his students should be shown the movie A Bug's Life, followed by a lesson on proletariat revolution, meaning a social revolution, in which the working class attempts to overthrow the bourgeoisie that's marxism plain and simple but Mm -hmm. for those who just can't quite believe it hernandez also said and i quote what i think is happening in our schools what i think is showing up in my classroom is a lot of the things that we get into ideological circles up here we like to compete who knows marx better who knows these things better who's a leninist listen all right I'll give you a real take on this shit. Kids don't care, unquote. And it gets even worse. It gets even more transparent. Hernandez said, yes, it's important to know theory, but you have to do some practices. You have to get out in the streets. You have to get into your workplace. You have to go to your families, unquote. He then went on to say, quote, Your communist theory will not save you. The revolution will happen in the hood. It will be led by who understands Lenin best. It will not be led by the deepest Marxist. The revolution will be led by the people. And I say all of this because I'm a teacher, unquote. Hernandez on social media has also called for forceful cultural revolution. Have we heard a peep from the liberal Marxist machine that has declared January 6th an insurrection and has been jailing people who did nothing more subversive than putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk? Nope, not a peep. On January 6th, 2020, President Trump said, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Diane, for that, the liberal Marxist machine wants Trump indicted, tried, and convicted for inciting violence. But When the ilk of Fatima Musa Muhammad and Tim Hernandez from the bastions and asylums of higher indoctrination openly call for subverting the rule of law and forceful revolutions in the streets to overthrow our representative constitutional democracy, not a peep.
1: Well, you know what these people forget? They can call for all the revolution they want. They could call for their... Followers to go into the streets, but they forget one very, very important thing. It won't be so easy for them because, and I quote, behind. Every blade of grass.
0: Boy, isn't that the case. Take uh, Mm -hmm. Amy Wisner, a professor of marketing at Michigan State University College of Business who recently got caught and sued after she demanded that each of her 600 students in her required course pay a $99 membership fee to join an outside organization called the Rebellion Community as a condition of participation in her course. That's her own personal political advocacy organization, which helps fund Planned Parenthood and other left-leaning causes and allegedly violated the students' free speech rights. Wisner wrote on her Facebook site for the group that, quote, the rebellion community is a safe place to coordinate our efforts to burn everything to the fucking ground, unquote. By the way, Wisner used the most recent $60,000 she extorted from her students to buy a recreational vehicle. Chalene Rodriguez, a Hunter College adjunct assistant professor of art in New York City, went on an expletive-filled rant a couple of weeks ago and destroyed a student group's pro-life display on campus. It went down with Rodriguez screaming at the students that they were spreading propaganda and triggering other students before hurling items from the display. During her tirade, Rodriguez was yelling, You're not educating shit. This is fucking propaganda. What are you going to do? Like, anti-trans next? Unquote. She went on yelling, This is bullshit. This is violent. You're triggering my students. A few days later, when a reporter and a cameraman knocked on her door to ask her about what she did and why, she answered the door with a machete, held it to the reporter's neck, and allegedly threatened to chop the man up. The woman, who claimed at the top of her angry voice that students with a pro-life display on campus were violent, then chased the reporter and the photographer out of the building and down the street with her machete in hand and kicked the reporter as he was trying to get into her car. Now, I've got a video, one of several, that I have loaded in here that shows that whole thing and you hear from the reporter himself. While Rodriguez was fired by her university, most likely not because of what she did, but because she got caught doing it, Do you really think she has anything to fear from the injustice system in New York City that routinely turns rapists and killers loose onto the streets? And more to the point, Diane, she and everyone else named in this commentary are in charge of indoctrinating children in the effort to upend and overthrow the rule of law and destroy our nation's culture through brainwashing students and young adults into the liberal Marxist
1: mindset. Yeah, well, there's a mistake that a lot of people think, and that you know that the whole education system derives from each state; that it's on the state level, on the local level, et cetera. But it's really not, is it?
0: No, it's it's really not. And if you think school choice legislation at the state level is the answer, it's not. It's just a step in the long process of ridding our nation of a lethal cancer. Even teachers in private schools have to come from somewhere, and the vast majority of them have been infected with the cancer through liberal indoctrination systems themselves. The National Education Administration and teachers unions must also be eradicated and both teachers and curriculum, even in private schools, along with administrators, have become a cancer in the classroom. They must be watched closely and ridden hard to prevent them from infecting children. There's no simple or quick fix to the decline of education in our nation, and it is not something which can be handled only in election years. In fact, eradicating the cancer could well take generations to accomplish. The social reengineering of our nation, according to the liberal Marxist agenda, has reached critical mass. And unless we vote for whoever the Republican nominee is next November, and unless we vote a straight Republican down ticket at every level of government while engaging at every local level to remove those who would indoctrinate our children rather than educate them, we have reached the point of no return. It is now time to stand and fight. Or watch our country be destroyed from the inside out. I can't put it any plainer than that.
1: No, you can't. You know, and uh, Hillary's nonsense with it takes a whole village to raise a child, that also helps start the ball rolling. Right. No, Hillary, it doesn't. It never will. It never did. Parents should be making the ch- choices for
0: their children. Right, but you know, Hillary as I said in the in the commentary, Hillary's talking about the government raising your child. Yeah. That's that's what Eric Holder's talking so about is when he talks. Yeah, and Biden and that's the liberal marxist agenda. Your children don't belong to you, mom and dad. They belong to the government. They belong to the liberal Marxist machine. And they need to be indoctrinated and brainwashed to believe and make believe so that they will be good little automatrons that will vote for liberals and keep liberals in power henceforth.
1: Yeah, no, it's this is this has gone too far. Schools are there to teach basics math, science, American history, world history, reading, writing, uh, arithmetic, basically. They're there to teach things that you need basically to have a productive life. They're not there to indoctrinate you into believing how they personally believe or how they think you should believe. Nor are they there to pass along basically bullshit that there are more than two genders. And, you know, here's an interesting question, Craig. If somebody wants to transition, how come they can only transition into two genders if there are not two genders? Why can't that that man (laughs) that wants to become a jar of mayonnaise become a jar of mayonnaise? Because it's all BS.
0: That's going to be part of my next commentary. Um, I will I will provide the, something of an answer to that question in my next commentary. Okay. But it's a, it's a good question, and I'm glad you asked it because it gives me a chance to to let people know that that you know answers to things like that are coming. You know, you, you go back through archaeological history, right? And we dig up bones of ancient people and and ancient pre-people sorry holier than thou's but you know it science is what science is um and we have never found anything other than male and female anatomy in those bones ever absolutely now now there's got to be a reason for that and it can't be just sheer coincidence okay um Maybe, maybe, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, maybe that's because science
1: rules. Yeah, maybe? How about I factual? Yes. Yeah. I, I hate to tell these people, but do you know, have you noticed, I should say, liberals, they hate science? Well, they do. Because science can prove 99% of their bloviations. As being
0: lies. That, that's right. And and that's why I say in this particular commentary, the agenda from the liberal Marxists has become when facts get in the way, simply brainwash people into not believing the facts and instead get them to believe in make-believe. You know, right. and, and, and that's what we're seeing. Our schools aren't interested in educating children anymore. You know, they, they've got to get them to believe in make-believe. And and this this is ridiculous. Kids are going to believe what kids believe. You know, little kids, kids in kindergarten, pre-kindergarten. You know, one day they might believe they're Superman or Wonder Woman. The next day they might believe they're a tree. Um, They might believe they're a dog or a cat or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, that's part of the imagination of kids, but it's imagination. They can never be a tree or a cat or a dog or Superman or Wonder Woman. They can't they can't actually become those things. They can pretend to be those things. But they can't actually right. become those things.
1: Exactly. You know, pretending is great. You want to be an actor, you want to pretend you're this, you're that, the other thing, great. But we don't have to buy into your pretending.
0: You know, for years Johnny Depp did a great job of pretending to be a pirate in the Caribbean. Yes. Absolutely. And he made, he made everybody believe that that's the way pirates were in the Caribbean. You know, I mean, he he did a tremendous job of that. You know, if you go back to the 1970s Christopher Reeve made us believe a man could fly.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, um You know, you you can be an actor, you can be an actress, you can be on stage, you can be in the movies, you can be on television, community theater, it doesn't matter. You can play a part, but you're not the part.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, Jimmy Stewart made us believe there was a six-foot-tall invisible rabbit in the movie Harvey. That's right. There wasn't one, but he made us believe there was. Right. You know, um... You know, this world of make-believe uh, that that is being foisted upon children as fact by the liberal Marxist machine—is really a cancer in our classrooms. Oh yes, it
1: is absolutely. Yeah,
0: you know, and when when you when you see people like this, Tim Hernandez, uh, this Amy Wisner, uh, this. Uh, Shalene rodriguez calling for forceful revolution in the streets and chasing people down the street with a machete um you know uh, these are the people that are in charge of indoctrinating children right and the liberal marxist machine has no problem with it they encourage that
1: right i i Agree with you 100%. It's it's a sickness in them. In a way, it's a real mental illness. This this make-believe world. Make-believe is fine. Actors make-believe all the time. But when they leave the set, they go back to reality, in most cases. These people, they were on their pretending game
0: and they never leave it yeah i mean you know it's it's one thing to adopt characteristics of a character that you've played right. if if you're using it for something constructive and I, i'll give you a, a prime example of that lieutenant dan from forrest gump
1: oh yeah Mm-hmm.
0: okay he was very militarily involved uh, support wise, even before he did Forrest Gump. okay right. But playing that part in Forrest Gump allowed him to create the Lieutenant Dan band. He created right. a foundation that helps injured veterans and right. he has he has used that character, the characteristics of that character as a platform for doing great things for people who have fought for our country that's a whole different thing than believing you're a jar of mayonnaise
1: exactly (laughs) i mean these people are so so off their rocker
0: it's it's
1: remarkable
0: now like i said i've got uh i'm I'm starting to put together a piece for next week and i'm going to delve into some of this stuff that's that's come out in the last week, week and a half, two weeks, and I'm just I'm going to take it to th- these liberal Marxists and their agenda of make believe. They're not going to like me. Of course, they don't like me now. So what's the difference?
1: Well, you can join my party. They don't like me because I support Ron DeSantis. Well, but
0: the the same people who hate you for for supporting Ron DeSantis will actually like me. For, for taking on these liberals, okay? Ah, they're, okay. They're, they're not going to like the things I said during your segment tonight regarding the differences between DeSantis and Trump, and they may not even like the, the last couple of paragraphs of my op, op-ed or commentary um, because I, I show Ron DeSantis.
1: <gasps> the, oh, dear.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, let them, let them gripe and complain. I mean, that's just the way it is. You can find my commentary, A Cancer in the Classroom, either at my blog, thenationalpatriot.com, or at rspradio1.com. Either place, you can get the link to my article, and I hope you share it everywhere. Uh, and, and then stand by for what I've got coming next week, just as you stand oh, yeah. by for what Diane has coming next week.
1: Yes, the hate fest,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna hold back and and I'm probably gonna be the most politically incorrect I have ever been, good, I like that that's my goal <laughs> let's let's just call it that's my goal,
1: okay, and I'm just gonna be honest, and you know a lot of people can't take honesty
0: no they they just can't. But with that, Diane, you and I have pretty much run out of time for tonight's show.
1: Yes, we have. So with that, we'll see you Friday and nighty-night.
0: Folks, you have yourselves a great rest of the week. We'll catch up again on Friday. Bye-bye.